We now know the identity of our UEFA Champions League semi-finalists after two nights of high drama here on Match Day Live. The holders are through to the last four, but they needed nerves of steel from their star man in the dying moments. 97th minute of the match, Ronaldo scores! Cristiano Ronaldo boots him with his right foot into the top corner, takes off his shirt, poses in front of the Real Madrid fans. An incredible night, a night that looked to be slipping away from Real Madrid, ends with them heading into the semi-finals after all. Juventus couldn't get the job done against Spanish opposition, but Roma most certainly did. Chingis under with the corner, flicked goalwards, and in by Costas Manolas, and as things stand, Roma are knocking Barcelona out of the UEFA Champions League. Despite suffering an early setback against Manchester City, Liverpool regained their composure to reach the last four for the first time in a decade. Firmino's in on goal. City's dreams are dashed. And in Bavaria, a goalless draw was enough for Bayern to end Sevilla's European dream. You'll hear from Edin Dzeko, Mo Salah and Robert Lewandowski on the official UEFA Champions League podcast. Welcome to the show. I'm Rob Daly and I'm joined by European football expert Paul Saffer. Paul, we have to start with what we've seen on Wednesday night at the Bernabeu. Late drama and Cristiano Ronaldo delivered once again in the big moment. That's true. I mean, just what happened in added time, we could fill this half hour just talking about that. But let's remember, Juventus came into the second leg having lost at home 3-0. No team in the 49 previous occasions that happened in the UEFA Champions League have ever been able to go through from that situation. They scored very, very quickly. Indeed, through Manjusic, 76 seconds. They got, they got, a, they got a, he scored again before half time. And then with about 15 minutes to go, some, somehow Blaise Matuidi raced into the box and, and, and equalized. And it set up such dramatic finish. And then we came to added time. We're in the last minute of, added, of, of those added minutes. And there's a penalty to Real Madrid. Gianluigi Buffon, all those years trying to win this competition, is furious at referee Michael Oliver, says something, red cards, and he can't even face the penalty, which Wojciech says, and he comes on, Cristiano Ronaldo on his 150th UEFA Champions League game, converts it for his 120th UEFA Champions League goal, somehow Rome are celebrating, somehow Juventus are out. Incredible. Um, let's remind you of the classified results then. Uh, from the week in the UEFA Champions League quarterfinal second legs, Tuesday, Manchester City 1, Liverpool 2, 5-1 on aggregate. Roma 3, Barcelona 0, 4-4 on aggregate, but Roma winning on away goals. Wednesday, Real Madrid 1, Juventus 3, 4-3 on aggregate. And also on Wednesday, Bayern 0, Sevilla 0, 2-1 on aggregate to the new, and of course they were defending German champions. Uh, time to look back at Tuesday first though and we start with matters in the Italian capital where Roma needed three unanswered goals to advance ahead of European giants Barcelona. Steve Wyeth, watch this one. One over the top for Edin Dzeko to chase. He gets there first. Edin Dzeko with the chance and Edin Dzeko with the early goal back for Roma. Snuck between two defenders Edin Dzeko. His 
control was sublime, and then he toe pokes it past the advancing mark, Andre Ter Stegen, and Roma lead Barcelona by a goal to nil on the night. The ball is on the spot, and it is going to be the captain, Daniele De Rossi, who steps up and drives the ball into the corner of the goal. Fingertips from Ter Stegen, but he couldn't keep it out. Chingis under with the corner, flicked goalwards, and in by Costas Madalas. And as things stand, Roma are knocking Barcelona out of the UEFA Champions League and taking place in the semi-finals for the first time in 34 years. A stunning night at the Stadio Olimpico. Roma had to score three times and score three times they have done. It is 4-4 on aggregate. Roma are going through on away goals. I think first of all, uh, nobody believed in us before the game, uh, but uh, obviously it's normal when you play and uh, against such a team like Barcelona and uh, you lose the first game 4-1, so obviously it's difficult to believe uh, you can score three goals against them. But uh, we did it and uh, we did it in style. Edin Dzeko there who gave Roma hope with his early goal. The uh, Sports Daily in Italy, Gazzetta della Sport, described it as one of the most beautiful nights in the history of Roma. Many people had written them off, uh, Paul Safford. Now, sort of 24 hours on from that result, what are your reflections on, on what the, the actual magnitude of what Roma achieved against Barcelona? Well, it's incredible. Uh, even though in the first leg they're actually unlucky to lose 4-1, nevertheless, nobody saw this coming in. Barcelona been a pretty solid team this season. They're winning the Spanish Liga pr pretty easily. Getting that early goal was vital. And Eden Zeko, I mean, what a performance. What an individual performance for him. He really drove them forward. Daniela De Rossi step up, stepped up to take the penalty. He'd taken one penalty before in the UEFA Champions League. It was 10 years and one day earlier, and he'd missed it. That's when they'd lost to Manchester United. But he didn't take many penalties, but he stepped up that one, dispatched it pretty well. And the sub-celebration man lost when he ran onto the athletics track in the Stadio Olimpico in sheer joy. I mean, it was quite amazing and devastation from the Barcelona players. that They, they know this one, this one goes way down in their nightmare scenarios from what happened. They probably couldn't believe they were going to blow this one. Head coach Eusebio De Francesco of Roma was understandably delighted with his side's performance, but wants them to set their sights on the final. Italian football needed a team fit for Europe, and tonight we were that in every respect. I'm extremely happy, all problems in the past aside, but this isn't enough. We shouldn't settle now. Rather than saying whatever happens will be fine, I say this team must aim to get to Kiev. After such an achievement, why can't we reach even higher? This is what we must do. First time in the semi-finals in 34 years. Roma are the 29th team to reach a UEFA Champions League semi-final since the competition became known as that. For Barcelona, Paul, what happened? And was Ernesto Valverde, as many of the Spanish papers are reporting today, was he too slow to actually be a bit more proactive and make changes to try and stop the flow of the game? Because from minute one, from what I saw, it was relentless from Roma. Well, there were no substitutions in the first 81 mi minutes, by which by which stage is the first substitution actually happened just before the third Roma goal when he took off Iniesta, but they were under the cost then. They had been for the whole game. It was total dominance from Roma. So you may well say, you may well say that, whether this whether substitutions were going to make any difference then threw on some attackers try and turn it on because, of course, they were training on the way goals at that point but it's certainly just those vulnerabilities about Barcelona which people wondered about at the start of the season when Real Madrid 
rather than took them apart in the Spanish Super Cup. People have forgotten, forgotten about them, but I don't know how convincing Barcelona had been all season, although they've won, won, the, won the Liga, and I wasn't expecting Roma to do to them what they did there, but there were definitely weaknesses rather exposed. How did Roma actually win the game? What were they doing that put Barcelona under so much pressure and made things uncomfortable for them at the Stadio Olimpico? Well, they had, a, they had an attacking formation. I think Eden, Eden Zeko was just unleashed and he was on. He was on. I mean, we know how well he can play. He doesn't always do it, frankly, but he was and Schick as well in that sort of in, 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 in alongside him up front as well. He was also a constant menace. You had two forwards absolutely full of Full of running, Daniele De Rossi, the man in the man in the middle, the man, the, the real sort of the Mr. Roma now. Totti's retired. He he as well. They just kept putting on the pressure. They were they were they were full of beans. We'll be saying very similar things about Juventus when we come on to discuss that game. They just believed. I suppose that was the word. And their home records at the Stadio Olimpico and UEFA Champions League has been amazing this year. They've not not conceded goals. They had that comeback against Shakhtar in the round of 16, also to go through on. A, way goals as well and they're making the full use of home advantage and it's I suppose it's a team that has become more than, more than the sum of their parts but they are a very talented team A bold tactical decision from Eusebio Di Francesco to switch to a back three they don't generally play with that he went for it and it absolutely paid off these two head coaches who met last season in the UEFA Europa League with Athletic Club and Sassuolo respectively much higher stakes in truth these days here's what a dejected Ernesto Valverde had to say after Barcelona's shock exit it's been a bad day. We were not able to overcome the pressure they put on us, and we didn't have any chances to score from start to finish. On the contrary, they thrived on their enthusiasm. There was a feeling that they could score the third goal, and that pushed them to make it in the end. The truth is that they were really good, and we weren't. They didn't allow us to play our game. Andres Iniesta uh, speaking up to the game. Of course, as you mentioned, Paul was taken off. We so wanted to win this tournament, but we failed to do so again. They exit at this stage, fourth time in five seasons. This as well from Iniesta. It's a possibility that this might be my last game in the UEFA Champions League. But right now, this is hard for the team, for all of us. Um, a sad way to bow out for, for a player many might regard as the best Spanish player of all time. Um, uh, who has incredible numbers in this competition as well, Iniesta. He does. He has the re joint record of four wins in the UEFA Champions League for a, for a single player. Cristiano Ronaldo is hoping to make it five this season, but for now he's won three UEFA Super Cups, a couple of Euros, even won the old under-19 and under-16 tournaments back in the day. And in 2012, he has voted UEFA best player. And now only twice has Ronaldo and Messi not won that award since he was brought in. But that, that's how much. That was also for his Euro 2012 performances but he's been and his combination with Messi has there been a better they played together for the hundredth time in UEFA Champions League last night he's also I think made 12 of Messi's got assists for 12 of Messi's UEFA Champions League goals so Messi's been obviously historically good but it's been Iniesta other players as well but what Iniesta's been able to provide for him from midfield has really fueled him uh, Tuesday's other quarter-final, second legs or English heavyweights. Manchester City take on Liverpool with Pep Guardiola's side, of course, looking to overturn a 3-0 first leg deficit. Richard Connolly, watch this one. And a chance to counter for City's right at the start. Sterling is for Jesus, who scores! Less than two minutes on the clock, and that's the start they wanted. 
clinically taken by Gabriel Jesus, found by Raheem Sterling, and less than two minutes in, Liverpool's defence has been split open. And Mane's attacking the box here, he's into the box, was he fouled? He's gone down, Salah goes round the goalkeeper and takes it home! And Liverpool have the away goal! That changes the tie completely and maybe settles it in their favour. And it's Mo Salah yet again. The calmest finish you'd imagine. Firmino's in on goal, Liverpool scores! City's dreams are dashed. Yeah, I think the goal was on time for us because the, they were pressing very high and they had many chances. So in the beginning, we struggled a little bit because they scored in the first two minutes. After that, we come back, we, we played hard and uh, we get the result. That's the most important thing. One of Liverpool's scorers on the night, Mo Salah there. They have scored 33 times in the UEFA Champions League this season, the most ever managed by an English side in a single campaign. And here are the thoughts of Liverpool's triumphant manager, Jurgen Klopp. We had to fight hard tonight, but no problem with that. We are completely fine and um, all good. Over two legs, um, we were the better side. I think um, it's deserved that we go through, um, and so I'm fine. The Guardian back page, Salah, the saviour and the Daily Express uh, writing this morning. City could have no complaint as Liverpool turn back the clock to some of their great European performances to reach a ninth semi-final. John Bradley was also commentating on the game at the City of Manchester Stadium. John, how impressive were Liverpool despite that first half onslaught from City? Yeah, they were very, very rocky early on, but I think we must give a lot of credit to Dayan Lovren and Virgil van Dijk, Andrew Robertson and young Trent Alexander-Arnold, who stood very, very firm over the course of 180 minutes in the time. Manchester City only had three attempts on target, and when they did, they found Loris Karius in, in splendid form as well. And Liverpool, remember, with a lot of midfield injuries as well, the three players that they selected for the game last night were basically their only three fit or unsuspended central midfielders in, in James Milner, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain and, and Ginny Wijnaldum, but they stood up to the task as well. And of course, they knew that they would create chances. And when they did, Mohamed Salah, clearly not fully fit, was able to respond. And then Roberto Firmino doing what he does so well in winning the ball high and running on and scoring 23 goals between Liverpool's front three of Salah, Firmino and, and Mane in the UEFA Champions League this season is a quite frightening return. I mean, even even Jurgen Klopp said himself after the game, John, that there was a, there was a scenario whereby at half time, it could have been three nil, it could have been four nil, and Manchester City could have been level. Do you think Liverpool rode their lucks at times and actually maybe you need that in this competition? Well, I think that, that Manchester City only had three attempts on target last night, and I think that says a lot. So Liverpool That's defended true. very very well in that first half to restrict Manchester City's attempts on goal. Um, in terms of the way that Manchester City played, Jurgen Klopp said before the game he'd watched the first half against Manchester United. He was aware that Manchester City could blow them away in the first half. They tried to do that, but I thought Manchester City visibly tired after half-time, both mentally and physically, and allowed Liverpool to come into the game. And Liverpool, I thought, looked very, very fit, considering, of course, Salah was such a doubt for the game. But, but the likes of James Milner, 32 now, just he ran two kilometres more than anyone else on the field last night. Uh, a phenomenal effort from the Liverpool captain. Uh, let's hear from Pep Guardiola. Here's what he had to say after his side's elimination from the competition. 
the first half we did absolutely everything with a lot of risk with three in the back and a lot of players in front and we create chances the second half was was quite different and of course in that that competition you have to fit not 180 minutes perfect but good good game so the second half in Anfield was so so good and of course this goal the second goal for the post from Bernardo for example these kind of games when you arrive you have to try to, to realize or to, to score a goal Back page of the Manchester Evening News had the headline, We'll be back. Uh, quoting for youngsters, Leroy Sané, who could chase the cause all night, Jesus, Sterling, Bernardo Silva and Laporte. This was a starting point. But it won't really feel like that, John. It's, it's been such a tough week for Manchester City, not only with this exit, but of course failing to clinch what is an inevitable Premier League title against Manchester United. Yes, it's been a, a bit of a damp squib for them, hasn't it, the, the, the last six days without a shadow of doubt. And, and they would have looked at that as, as a defining moment in, in their ascension. Manchester City's plan is to conquer Europe and to conquer the world of football. They have great financial backing, they have an outstanding coach, they have outstanding players as well. But again, they're just struggling to make that final step in the UEFA Champions League. Semi-finalists two years ago, quarter-finalists now. But of course, they wait for the big prize for the first time. And, and Liverpool now, of course, looking for it for the sixth time. OK, John, uh, we'll speak more to you later on next on Match Day Live analysis and reaction from Wednesday's matches. Everyone can enjoy football, no matter who you are, where you're from or how you play. Equal Game is a new UEFA Respect social responsibility campaign that positively promotes inclusion, diversity and accessibility in football throughout Europe. You're listening to Matchday Live with Paul Saffer and me, Rob Daly. On to Wednesday's action now. And Juventus needed a Roma-sized miracle of their own against Real Madrid. Richard Kaufman describes the incredible action from the Spanish capital. Kadira inside the penalty, chips it across, and the header's in! They've scored! And there's only one minute and ten seconds on the clock! Incredible start from Juventus! Well, the improbable, the unprecedented! Could it be? Could it really be for Juventus? Finds Kadira out to the right-hand side to Licksteiner, taking on Marcelo. Good cross to the far post, Mandzukic! Scored again! 30 metres from goal, crosses it. Brilliant ball in! Mitweeny, surely! Mitweeny puts it in! They have the third! Juventus have got it level on the night! This is incredible! And my goodness me, listen to the scoreline. Real Madrid nil, Juventus three. It's 3-3 on aggregate. Real Madrid win a penalty. It was Lucas Vasquez that went down. Can you believe it? In the third minute of injury time, Real Madrid will have the chance to win it. And it's a red card as well. Juventus down to 10 men. Chesney. In for the sent-off, Buffon. Can he deny Cristiano Ronaldo? 97th minute of the match. Ronaldo scores! Cristiano Ronaldo boots it with his right foot into the top corner, takes off his shirt, poses in front of the Real Madrid fans. An incredible night. A night that looked to be slipping away for Real Madrid. Ends with them heading into the semi-finals after all. Real Madrid won. Juventus three. And Real Madrid are going to win this. 4-3 on aggregate, it's heartache, it's heartbreak for the Italian side. It's cliche, but you, you could not have written that. Richard Kaufman joins Paul on myself now. Well, if you had written that, no one would, no <laughs> oh, one would believe it. No way that's happening. Look, um, 
let's start with, before we get into Buffon, let's talk about Ronaldo, uh, who I, I understand we have heard from uh, since full time, and the level of composure to just get that done in the eighth minute of added time. Yeah, you, you heard me say that penalty was given in the 93rd minute, which was the third minute of three added on time, and he had to wait four or five minutes to take that penalty. As he says in his quote, it took an eternity until I could take it because that, that must have felt like forever. And I, I was watching him as I, when I could. There was a whole big melee going. And of course, you mentioned the, the red card. And I'm going to focus on Ronaldo, but he was he was focused. Ball penalty spot, ball penalty spot. I could see he wasn't looking at any of the stuff that was going on around him. And there was lots that could have distracted him. But no, he was fo he knew what was coming up and he knew what it meant. And listen, of any, if you could pick any player around the world, I think a lot of people would choose Cristiano Ronaldo for that moment. What, 120th UEFA Champions League goal and 150 matches that tonight was for him. A big occasion in a quarterfinals to get Real Madrid through to another semi-final. A 98th minute penalty. And listen, Buffon and Chesney could have both been in goal. And I don't think between them they would have stopped it. Brilliant penalty. And it proved to be the decisive moment of an incredible night of football. I mean, we saw everything from Ronaldo. We saw obviously his genius in the first leg with that, 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 that stunning overhead goal. But then you saw a determination. I mean, he was the leader on the pitch, particularly with Sergio Ramos suspended. He was really leading from the front when things were all going wrong for Real Madrid. And then, of course, as you say, dispatched that penalty brilliantly. Of course, the man with 119 goals already it's the, he's now the first player to score 10 goals against a single club. Juventus will be sick of the side of him now. That's the 10th goal he's got past him. That He's their nemesis and never more so than on this occasion. Yeah, to give the quote from uh, Ronaldo, he said, it took an eternity until I could take it. It's a game we have to learn from. Nothing in football is just given to you. Let this be a lesson. They were very good. So it's kind of a, a bit of a telling off for him and his teammates there from Cristiano Ronaldo. They've got through, but... They have to learn from what they went through tonight as Almost well. Almost every team that wins it has a bump in the knockout stages. And I wonder if this is Real Madrid's... Let's talk the, before we even talk about Juve's comeback in the tie, which was extraordinary in itself, the Buffon red card. Now, we were talking with Paolo Menacucci, our, our Juventus correspondent earlier, Richard, who was saying that he believes it will be Buffon's last season. And if it is... That's his last moment in UEFA Champions League football. And he walked past Zinedine Zidane, who knows what it feels like for your last moment to maybe be red-carded. I, I, I have a feeling, and he has backtracked a little bit anyway on uh, some earlier intentions to retire. He is 40, but he was brilliant tonight. Made some outstanding saves. He made some excellent saves. And listen, he lost it. I mean, this is a guy that's won everything in football, but the UEFA Champions League. He's just seen his side claw it back from 3-0 down. Now, I don't want to excuse him for whatever he said because there is no excuse. And he's obviously left the referee with no choice but to give him a red card. But come on, we're human beings. He's a human being. I think we can kind of understand what happened in the heat of the moment there. I think in hindsight, he might. But it might be, in re on reflection, a moment that maybe prolongs the career of Gianluigi Buffon for another season. Of course, he walked past Zidane, of course, that game that he was sent off in. Buffon was, it was Buffon's greatest moment winning the, winning the World Cup, the game where Zidane bowed out. But who knows? The fact that he expected this season maybe to have one last crack at the UEFA Champions League, go to the World Cup with Italy, neither of those things obviously happening. And I think although we'll have a suspension to serve if he keeps on, keeps on playing, 
You never know. Because as you say, it doesn't look like a man ready. Of course, you want to retire to a certain extent at the top. But it doesn't look like a man losing it all. He's got a backup, obviously, as Wojciech Szczesny. But I don't think anyone would be upset to see him go on. Uh, so how did Juve mount this comeback, Richard? How did they get themselves in a scenario whereby extra time looked likely? Well, first of all, let's remember there was no uh, Sergio Ramos for Real Madrid and he was missed tonight. Not just his defensive abilities, but his leadership abilities uh, as well. But let's not take anything away from Juventus because to come to the Bernabeu needing the kind of result they did, no one gave them a chance. I mean... You know, Zidane was saying the right things before the game, and in hindsight, he proved to be very pertinent <laughs> that they were only like 50% of the way there. That they were on the front foot, uh, you know, between the Mandzukic and Iguain, uh, and of course, uh, Douglas Costa, they caused problems. And within 75 seconds, Mandzukic got on the end of a cross, header in. And that scoring that early, which again, going back to the press conferences the day before, Allegri said, well, they scored within three minutes. Why can't we do the same? And they did that. And Exactly that happened. And obviously then the doubts for Real Madrid and the crowd as well seep in. The nervous tension arrives. Real Madrid had chances, but there was always that danger Juventus might score. And it was Mandzukic again that did it before halftime. And then we were in a scenario where, you know, all was possible. The Mission impossible suddenly was mission maybe, maybe possible. And uh, they came so close to turning this whole tie on its head. Ultimately, in the end, Ronaldo had that last word. We're in the immediate aftermath of the craziest finale to a game we've seen in a long time. But are Real Madrid now favourites to win it, Richard? I think when the draw's made and you can permutate anything you like, I, I don't personally, I know they've won the UEFA Champions League the last two seasons. I don't think there is a favourite. I think it is one of the most even semi-finals that we're going to see. I could give you reasons for any one of those four clubs making the final. OK, thanks, Richard. We'll get you man of the match uh, very shortly. Let's go to the other game then on uh, Wednesday, which finished goalless between Bayern and Sevilla. 2-1 on aggregate uh, to the German champions. Uh, John Brandley, it looked like uh, Jopankas side did ju just enough and, and no more than that. Yes, it's rare for Jopankas not to win a UEFA Champions League game after after 12 straight successes, that little record run. Uh, a nil-nil draw, but the job, of course, was done in the Sanchez-Pizjuan last week. And... In the end, Bayern were comfortable in going through against the Spanish side who shocked Manchester United in the last round. Uh, but there was to be no repeat of their heroics in Manchester, in Munich this evening. Bayern just had a little too much quality for them. And despite staging a, a late second half fight back, they only had a header against the crossbar from Joaquin Correa to show for their efforts. In truth, Bayern could have scored three or four on the night as well, had it not been for some excellent defending and some good goalkeeping by David Soria. OK, we have reaction from the Bayern camp. Here's their striker, Robert Lewandowski. Today we have to play as well for, from the first minutes uh, because we know that uh, Sevilla is a very good team and uh, that's why I think so that uh, th this game we, we hit it uh, under control and uh, we know that we have to play very well in defensive and offensive. Maybe if we score the goal, it will be easier. But we didn't, but we play in semi-final. John, your, your reflections on Sevilla's campaign as a whole, it's, it's been a remarkable run to the last eight. Yeah, I think we, we should look at the fact that they went and, and drew with Liverpool at Anfield, which now looks a very good result with Liverpool in the semi-finals. That They knocked Manchester United out as well. So we should give great respect to a side that's had a lot of injury problems. Remember, they've had so many central defenders ruled out that Gabriel Mercado has been forced to play as emergency centre-back and Jesus Navas as a right-back. So they don't have the strength in depth, perhaps, as a lot of the other competitors in this 
competition. So we should give them great respect. And of course, we've seen their successes in the UEFA Europa League in recent seasons. They do have a Copa del Rey final to play as well. So, so you know, this is a, a club still on the up and they will want to make a mark in, in Europe next season as well. John, can you, can you pick us some out of the match from what you've seen in Munich? Ooh, it's tough. Probably Arjen Robben, who rolled back the years tonight and gave Sergio Escudero a bit of a torrid time down the flank. He wants that new contract, doesn't he, John, I think. OK, uh, Richard, you're... Richard's looking at me. Come on, you've got, you got to pick a man of the match. I'll, I'll, go, I'll go with... Uh, listen, he's, he's not the standout, but I'll give it to Mandzukic for scoring two of those goals. Uh, one of the most incredible games we've seen. Uh, Paul Saffer, who are your favourites now to, to win the competition? Probably Real Madrid, Bayern just about the, just after it. They've all, they've all got a chance for Madrid, the team, at least to prove they can do it. And they got themselves out of jail on Wednesday, so who knows? And who was your star performer from Tuesday's uh, round of fixtures? Lots of contenders, including from Liverpool, but I'm going to go for Eden Zeko, who really led from the front for that incredible comeback for Roma against Barcelona. You could almost forget it in the aftermath of what's happened in Madrid, but that is quite amazing what Roma did, and Eden Zeko was the star. Draw on Friday. Is there a tie you want? I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, who, who cares, really? Put them all in the bowl. All the, both the ties are going to be brilliant, whoever plays whoever, and it's going to be the same on, in, in, on the 26th of May in Kiev. Well, that's all we have time for on UEFA Champions League Match Day Live as a quarter-finals that will live long in the memory comes to a close. On Tuesday, Roma were rewarded for daring to dream as they scored three unanswered goals to reach the last four at Barcelona's expense. Elsewhere, Liverpool secured their semi-final spot with another Mo Salah-inspired victory over Manchester City. On Wednesday, Juventus fought back from a 3-0 first-leg deficit against Real Madrid, but ultimately the tie was decided by that man, Ronaldo, to keep the holders on course for a third title in as many years. And Bayern complete our last four roundup. Make sure to join us on Match Day Live on Tuesday, the 24th of April. But until then, from Paul Saffer, Richard Kaufman, John Bradley, and me, Rob Daly, it's goodbye. Firmino is it on goal. Ching is under with the corner, flicked goalwards, and in by Costas Madalas. And as things stand, Roma are knocking Barcelona out of the UEFA Champions League. A stunning night at the Stadio Olimpico. Roma had to score three times, and score three times they have done. Chesney in for the centre-off, Buffon. Can he deny Cristiano Ronaldo? 97th minute of the match, Ronaldo scores! Cristiano Ronaldo boots it with his right foot into the top corner, takes off his shirt, poses in front of the Real Madrid fans. An incredible night, a night that looked to be slipping away from Real Madrid. Ends with them heading into the semi-finals after all. Real Madrid won, Juventus three, and Real Madrid are going to win this. 4-3 on aggregate. It's heartache. It's heartbreak for the Italian side. You've been listening to UEFA Champions League Matchday Live.